0: So where are we
1: going? Further than we've ever gone before.
0: I've seen fake gods.
1: At oh, last, the greatest beast of all, the Doctor, bad gods. We have been upgraded to demi-gods. How of that whole pan? If I believe in one thing. Hello, Sarah Jane. It's you. Who the hell are you?
0: K nine. Rose Tyler, Mickey Smith. Allow me to introduce the Doctor. And I just snogged Madame de Pompadour. Just one thing. He doesn't mind the chips. You upset my mom! I do apologise. Oh, well, don't get me again. He's a good man now. Get to it! I believe in her. Merry Christmas! But <laughs> well, who is he? Where's the doctor? That's him. Doctor who?
1: Something is coming.
0: The doctor. Is he with you? Well, i not. Right. Did you miss me? Am I ginger? No, you just sort of... Brown. I wanted to be ginger. I've never been ginger. Hello, Alonzi. Merry Christmas and welcome to Who Do You Think You Are, the podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. I'm Ethan. And
1: I've got a bottle of Prosecco in my hand because it's Christmas. The hand might be... Oh, the hand's gone. The
0: hand's gone. Give it a moment. It'll be back. (laughs) I'm Ian. And we're celebrating a very early Christmas here in October because... It's not only David Tennant's first episode; it's also the first Christmas special of Doctor Who. Yeah, it's weird to think we didn't. I
1: had to double check that when I was doing my research. I was like, "Yeah, surely the first one would have launched after you know at Christmas." That makes sense, but it, no, it didn't. This is the first Christmas special, so I'm feeling especially Holly and Jolly.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I don't. We. I will say we've been very excited because we get to cover. Tenon and go through what's like our golden era of of doctor who and i feel very bad because we just finished the uh the ending of uh eccleston's era but I mean, we've literally is, just put a bow on it yeah. i put
1: a bow on it it's christmas
0: but no it's it's great and i i don't want to go like straight into it because there's a there's a bit of history here as well but uh firstly what's the, like your thoughts on like christmas specials for doctor who because they're they a mixed bag I christmas
1: think. specials in general such a british thing yeah in north america we pretty much stop airing new television around american thanksgiving and you don't get anything oh. new really until until first or second week of january so kind of tv goes on hiatus from new episodes for about six eight weeks because people really? are out doing things yeah in north america you don't watch tv on christmas day That that's family time mm. you might sit around and watch movies like my family did but you wouldn't watch tv no watch the same device but watch like home media instead um yeah, so but the whole British landscape is built around this. I mean, the Queen's speech is part of many families' traditions mm. or whatever's on the other broadcaster with their sort of alternative speech. That's a big deal. But the Chris, it really blows my mind to know that Christmas specials are so very important in this country. So uh, I cannot say, I'm trying to think if I've ever watched one of them on Christmas Day. Maybe once when I was a guest at someone else's for Christmas that might have been a case i don't know if i've seen a doctor who episode for christmas no i think it's like outnumbered is about as good as i've done <laughs> or like gavin <laughs> nice. and stacy so yeah yeah um i don't know maybe I, I haven't had tv license for a few years so maybe that'll change this year actually if a new doctor debuts at christmas which they probably
0: the, i'll, I'll say know. they won't yeah they ha- we haven't had a christmas special for a while well, she's doing a, it, is she doing a christmas special this year is that no nah, they they, uh, they do new year's uh Oh, is surely doctor
1: who needs yeah. to get back on that christmas special stuff because
0: i it's 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 a uh, it's because of the showrunner it's definitely a uh, chris chibnall thing oh, the it? second okay. he joined he was like i don't want to do christmas specials i want to do new years and everyone got sad yeah because it's uh, part of christmas in britain is kind of the doctor who special like Christmas morning in the UK was like, you open your presents, you see your family, you have your turkey dinner, then 7pm, everyone sits down, watches Doctor Who, kids go off, parents watch EastEnders afterwards, and there was a, it's always a big Christmas celebration for things like Doctor Who, because it just, it was the thing, everyone's like, oh, what's what's going to happen, what Christmas hijinks will he yeah, get into?
1: I mean, also, you know, it's, you, you, we said so a little bit at the end of our last episode, I mean, you could explain stuff away with the magic of Christmas, and on Christmas Day, that feels plausible when you go back and watch it in the middle of september it feels a little more jaded but you know on christmas day they're like yeah because it's christmas
0: you get that christmas spirit i will say like so we're 2021 right now we didn't have a christmas special of doctor who last year we had it on new year's i'll say felt very different this time
1: not in a good way yeah i i haven't seen it so i will take your yeah. word i am the lapsed doctor who fan so actually this is this has been good for me i've I, I am now caught up on my capaldi capaldi is has now finished i am i'm struggling to get through my first episode of jody whitaker uh, oh, which will which, we'll, which we'll talk about what I, probably in about you know 17 yeah. 18 20 weeks a year whatever it'll be <laughs> um oh wait way more than 20 weeks what am i talking about like yeah a year uh, and we'll talk about that i just i think I, it's well, i don't know we want to talk about capaldi but why not um you know i because I, I was trying to get through it i watched so many so it's a short amount of time i actually found myself appreciating uh capaldi where i think i was off of him a little bit uh hmm. i really appreciated him i don't think i think i've got this whole you I'm, I'm like every companion who's like you're not my real doctor which actually ties us around nicely back to this episode
0: yeah, amazingly. And that's the the Christmas invasion. David Tennant's first episode, as I keep saying, and this is uh well, the first Christmas special officially as a as a Christmas special. Uh, the first one was uh all the way back when it was uh, William Hartnell, so about mid-sixties, uh, where they had a a sixth episode of, of uh an art called the Daleks Master Plan. And it was written to be a Christmas episode and they just break the fourth wall because William Hartnell's doctor says, Merry Christmas, everyone. And that was the most that they got as a, as a Christmas special until 2005. Okay. Yeah, th- there's not not much notes for this because it was very much like, oh, it was just David Tennant was here. Yeah, Everyone's really a bit it. concerned. He did a couple interviews being like, yeah, I'm the doctor now. I hope no one dislikes me. And it was just a big, a big hubbub for a while. And with that, I'm just going to go straight in. Because if, uh, if I could just
1: this episode's yeah. got a big task to do, because it's yeah. got to get us being OK. And there's no guarantee that we were going to be OK mm. with David Tennant as the doctor. And we have to have that switch. Now, how effective is it? I think we can talk about that at the end, but I think I I want to sort of place that at the very genesis of the review, and we'll see kind of how, when we come back to it, what that sort of, were they successful?
0: I almost forgot. I wrote a note further down, but like this is, we did our first regeneration episode last time, and that has to establish a couple things. And the legacy of that Doctor, continue on for another one. This is our first post-regeneration episode, really. And it needs to establish... One, continuing that legacy, but making it its its own individualistic thing. Also making new people okay with it as an entry point, and making original people okay with it as a continuation. And I guess we'll, as we go through, yeah, we can sort of see if that does it well or not.
1: Yeah, that well, sounds good.
0: And with that, we just uh, open with the same intro we had for uh, for Rose, where we just zoom into the world. uh, But it's uh, sort of updating, showing the damage of series one. And then we go into the the ball ball, which is which
1: is a nice callback to the first episode, actually, of the reboot. Yeah,
0: they show sort of the devastation of all the series one. So like uh, Big Ben being destroyed and a little pieces of uh, I think the gherkin coming off as well. So then we just have Jackie celebrating Christmas by herself, decorating her tree on Christmas Eve, which um, I don't know why this is a thing that they always have in media, but <laughs> everyone always decorates their tree way earlier than Christmas Eve.
1: What in real life? Yeah, I think it's the thing yeah. that we have to do in order to, I think it's just a lot easier than lazily going, oh, it's Christmas. I. I it's just, it's a visual cue that gets you in the spirit, isn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, as she's decorating her tree way too late, she uh, she looks forlornly at a present for Rose. And we just go straight to Mickey, who's uh, doing his mechanics job listening to Here It Is Merry Christmas. But over that, he can hear the TARDIS. So he runs off, and both he and Jackie meet up to see where it usually lands and it just appears through a wormhole and slams through into a load of random flats and just crash lands with David Tennant walking out to greet Jackie and Mickey as if nothing's happened. And he's saying, he's realized he's got something he needs to tell them, something really important, as if something, something is going to change the fate of Doctor Who. Looks around and says, Merry Christmas! Now, th- and faints on the floor.
1: This felt kind of goofy. Um, yeah. Not the first part. It was okay, but the payoff. Um, and kind of felt like nine and i was thinking that and then in my research i found out well that's because they wrote for the doctor like they were going to write for nine and let oh. tenants performance guide i guess where it would go in future sort of scripts so and that mm. would make sense he's a guy who doesn't know who he is yet so he would do the same yeah. sort of things that he did previously
0: and then from there, Rose steps out and uh, informs everyone that that's the Doctor. And then Jackie says uh, the title of the show, and just goes Doctor Who. Now, and co- we cut to the credits. Couple neat things on this.
1: First off, yeah. uh, the shots of a TARDIS are obviously CGI, except yeah. for when they duck. When they duck, Ooh. that's a legit like lower half of a TARDIS sort of prop makeup. Not the same oh, one. Cool. Not the same one they use when they run into it, um, because that's got no floor to it. You just sort of it's yeah. just like a casing. But they built one specially for that. So they are actually ducking underneath a practical prop, which is cool. That's nice. The other thing I would say is when you say Doctor Who, uh, all through series one, I believe uh, Christopher Eccleston was listed in the credits as Doctor Who. Christopher Eccleston. Tenant is listed as the Doctor, David Tenant. That's a Tenant's request. Okay, yeah, that's some that's some real nerd stuff I would expect that, from him. But that, that's the kind of thing you kind of – and the idea being, all right, if you, if you want to endear yourself to the hardcores, good on you.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I, it, I will say it also kind of works because the first ever series of Doctor Who back in the 60s referred to William Hartnell in the credits as Doctor Who. And then I think when they got to Trout and it then changes to the Doctor, or at least at some point, and I, I like it, it's almost a consistency. Plus, I feel we need to just establish the massive nerd in the room, which is David Tennant, who has been a fan since he was uh, a, a tiny child. See, I which really, is, it's, it's a dream come true. I for him.
1: Okay, I didn't know this about him, so that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say, I mean, have you ever been fortunate enough to see Tennant in anything, like in person? Uh, not in person, no. Oh, I got to see him do Richard the Second um oh that's sick now there's a reason why people don't do richard ii it's not a very good play he was fantastic though really like, it's really a one-man show which i guess is maybe yeah. why he, do you remember when he grew his hair out really long and so oh, he's doing all the yeah. press for that 50th anniversary of doctor who with the three doctors oh, i remember like, why does his hair right. look like that uh, is this weave he's got in there i well, was for um, that was for richard ii and he was very very good so for a little while i got to be in the same room as david tennant and watch him act really kind of one of the highlights living in the uk for me
0: that's cool but i it's david tenner is a massive doctor who fan and when we get to some future doctors we'll be able to sort of continue that but i think there's a legacy when it comes to fans getting to celebrate that character and david Tennant he, he he literally lives the the doctor who fans dream that his entire life
1: Absolutely, absolutely does. I think we have to kind of drop in the fact that, I mean, he is like a Shakespearean actor, though. Yeah. Like, he's done As You Like It. He's done uh, Comedy of Errors. He was Romeo in Romeo and Juliet. Uh, He's done Merchant of Venice. He's done King Lear. He's done all sorts. Like, the guy's a a national theater. So, okay, you take your Super Doctor Who nerd and you give him, like, the greatest acting pedigree you can imagine – and then you put them together and that's it's, what you get perfect. here now he doesn't get to flex a lot of those muscles here some of them he's really good in this episode in parts when he when he's low, when yeah. he's awake <laughs> but <laughs> but no I, I i i like this and it's a sign of well, well we'll get there but i think he's had a couple of moments which you, go, you get to see the dude can act like he's not he's not yeah. just some 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 ham
0: and from there, the the doctor's just, uh, instead of being awake, he's, he's in his little pajamas, he's tucked into bed, and uh, Rose is uh, trying to check his heartbeat and says that they can't take him to a hospital because uh, just a bottle of his blood would change the history of the human race, and he, he's still got both of his, uh, his hearts, so Jackie makes a, makes a penis joke.
1: Yeah.
0: What I, else has he got two of?
1: I want to know who changed him into the pajamas.
0: I'm, I want to say it's Rose. It's gonna be Rose. Though, yeah, it, it would have to be.
1: It's and it, it's a bit weird if you reverse the genders, you'd be like, "That's that ain't cool, man." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they just go and leave him alone for a bit, and the doctor breathes out uh, the, what I can only describe as is a, a phantom burp of just like a very like orange <laughs> gas coming out nice. of him. And uh, from that point, uh, it just flies into space. And Rose and Jackie discuss what's uh, on some of the audience's mind, and whether or not this is actually the Doctor, because Rose thought she knew him, and she 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 tears up and uh, just cries and laments that she really thought that oh, she knew everything about. Can I just the do- and then from there they just catch up and about Jackie's date in life. Can I just say that I really don't like Rose in this episode. No, I don't. I don't like. Oh, Rose is episode. just
1: weepy, feel sad. At times in the Tenant era, Rose goes into just weepy, feel sorry for yourself. Rose Tyler, and this yeah. is this is episode one of that of that side of her.
0: Which is, it's a shame because they're like, there's a point later in where I think they try to establish her as like a as a strong character. Yeah. But it it it, it flip flops, but. From another strong female character, we find out Harriet Jones is prime minister. This I made
1: not- reference to last episode. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: If, uh, if you don't know who that is because you've forgotten and you've just been listening to the retrospective, Harriet Jones was uh, one of the secondary characters in the Slovene two-parter that we yeah. have dunked on a lot and probably one of the best parts of that.
1: <laughs> I think dunked on a really funny uh, pun actually considering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is the best part of a truly terrible story
0: the yep. rise of harriet jones which she she does have a great sort of arc i think and it's a character that is i want to say under underutilized because we won't see her for for a long time
1: she does come back again this. though yes yeah i think she comes I, back I think i remember on. she's like in a big yeah. like season ender sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know
0: we'll see we'll her in a couple of there we go uh but we learn from there that uh Everything that Harriet Jones has done has been fantastic. Everyone's earning 18 quid more depending on what they're working. And they're about to launch a, a new space probe called Guinevere 1 on Christmas Day, the spirit of Christmas, 15 miles, 50 million miles away from Earth. And it's, disp- it's supposed to descend upon Mars to survey the landscape so everyone can witness it on Christmas Day. But unfortunately it's uh seemed to crash into some kind of asteroid spaceship that just sucks it up and absorbs it which
1: only we get to know the people in, in in the universe don't get to know this they just think it's gone offline yeah
0: yeah and from all of that we just go to uh one of my least favorite scenes in this which is mickey and rose christmas shopping and uh mickey still trying to h- i don't know what their oh. relationship is at this point anymore i really don't never do I'm i so i was trying to figure
1: out what the, who they were and what they i have no clue
0: i found the opening of uh, the episode after this and uh he's like oh i love you and they kiss like in the next episode so i have no idea oh, really? i have no idea go it yeah it makes no sense. So he's he's getting annoyed because all she can think about is the doctor. And he's asking her to uh, oh. just just be there. No doctor. she's yeah, like, just that.
1: Oh, the TARDIS. Oh, another story about the TARDIS. Yeah. I'm like, I've got news for you, Mickey. Whatever you've done this week, I'm, it's not a slide about Earth. It's a slide about Mickey. Like Mickey does. Let's not forget. He's the guy who was like, are you OK? Let's go watch football at the pub. Like, this is Mickey, right? Yeah. Why, what did even, you do, Mickey? Why she even talks to him anymore is beyond
0: me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what'd you do, Mickey? I helped fix the car. Where were you? I stopped genocide on a planet. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's two different worlds. And uh, as the sort To of be fair, though, Rose
1: is being all like really pretentious. Like, oh, oh, when you're on the TARDIS, you don't really think about Christmas anymore because, you know, it's kind of timeless. Did you catch what I said there, Mickey? It's timeless. That's a pun.
0: Because I'm, I'm in a time machine. I'm a time traveler.
1: The doctor Which, said I can make time-related puns now.
0: Yeah yeah it's it's they're both they both come off as unlikable in this because rose is just sick of mickey's shit i'm sick of mickey's shit but mickey's then like you know that person who helped save the universe he's dying but i don't care
1: the last time they saw her she was like running off in the tardis like wouldn't you want to hear that story
0: yeah they thought she she even like there's a point where jackie's like i knew she was alive i told you she was alive apparently you can hear
1: the tardis like. 60 seconds before it materializes
0: yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it but no no one else can no no it's but, uh, <laughs> from from there uh, rose is now using her space training to keep eyes on everyone and there's a there's a band of santa men who who are uh, oh. playing their instruments and they it turns out that their weapons and their flamethrowers and shotguns so uh rose and mickey run away to try and protect the doctor
1: I'm and, uh, I'm very glad this only ended up being a bit of a red herring because yeah. I was really scared this was going to be the big bad for the. Even rewatching it, I was like, I'm sure they end up on some floating thing above Earth. I don't remember how the Santa men get me there. I must be mixing up two episodes.
0: I know they come back for uh, for series two for uh they come back for the Catherine tight episode
1: yeah i know they do yeah the whole another christmas invasion i suppose there we are
0: yeah yep and from there you know mickey and rose then head home uh as quick as they can via a taxi and uh, they're trying to call Jackie, but, you know, it's Jackie. She's got to have an atter and just gossip about Rose being home. And at the same time, the doctor has a, another phantom book. Also, also, like, she was, like, looking for Lord of the present earlier. And then she
1: yeah. was home. She was like, oh, I knew it. I knew. Did I say so, Mickey? And now she's like, and now she thinks I'm going to make her a full Christmas dinner. And I'm <laughs> like, you can have meat paste. It's great. Jackie sucks.
0: Yeah, yep. and then uh, they get home. Jackie hangs up the phone, uh, and they're trying to figure out where to hide. Maybe the Peak District. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a there's a new tree. I don't know where the old tree went, but there's a new tree. Oh, I forgot they decorated
1: the tree. Yeah, you're
0: right. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's why we had that's why we had
1: to see the Christmas tree getting decorated. Yeah. So that people who aren't tree. me would notice that the tree was different, but I, <laughs> I didn't notice. I forgot there was a tree at the start.
0: Right uh, so they ask where Jackie got the new tree from she's like oh i don't know i thought you guys brought it and then the tree turns on begins to spin oh. moves and gets ready to kill <laughs> this is this is season
1: one episode one garbage is what this is this is this is worse than 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 the the, the killer brass band who may i say the brass band sounded really good um, it sounded good yeah this good. tree is just the dumbest thing ever the doctor won't wake up which it, is it comes back again it's an interesting story technique in the idea that you really want the doctor to wake up so you really want Tennant to take his role up as the doctor it's a nice yeah. storytelling device
0: And uh, Rose is trying to wake the doctor up, begging them to save him. And uh, Jackie says uh, the great line of, I'm going to get killed by a Christmas tree uh, because it's funny. And uh, as the tree (laughs) bursts through, uh, the doctor wakes up because Rose says, help me. And he sonics the tree to death. And I'm going to ask a question here, which I've wondered since I was seven years old when I first watched this episode, which is why couldn't Rose use the sonic screwdriver?
1: does she know how to, do you have to have some sort of is it, is it just you push in it does the most logical thing or do you have to have some sort of
0: connection with the sonic can other people use the sonic screwdriver i don't know the rules to this i know later on she can and other people do use the sonic screw what well are no, yeah rose uses the sonic screwdriver to fix the fence in uh, the empty child episode as well
1: oh right. yeah.
0: The, yeah yeah but wasn't she given instructions specifically on how to do it i think i can't remember
1: maybe i think so and i think the sonic screwdriver is also similar to the tardis and that every time that the doctor regenerates it kind of gets a little bit of a you have to have like a little bit of a reboot don't you yeah it's, yeah it's okay, it's, I'll, it's, I'll it's it's, it it's part of his, of his iconography it's every time there's a regeneration we go oh what's the tardis gonna look like oh what's the sonic screwdriver gonna be like now oh oh the sunglasses oh, okay uh, <laughs> all those sorts of things
0: and uh, we got the doctor awake now, which is which is good for like a couple minutes. And he goes to investigate and sees uh, all the Santas raise the sonic screwdriver men- menacingly, and they just teleport away. We find out from the doctor they were pilot fish. And uh, before we can get too used to him being on screen, he starts to convulse the pass out. And uh, we find out uh, he got woken up too early and he needs to do a couple more phantom burps to, to continue his regeneration
1: process. If I may, a a part of the process of regeneration they will not even come close to respecting in any future
0: regenerations. Nah. No. Maybe with Whitaker, but it's like for two seconds. Yeah,
1: like it's not this. Yeah.
0: It's my... The only headcanon, the only assumption i can make here is because he absorbed the heart of the tardis that like everything's having to regrow because he's just died well isn't that
1: what but regeneration is it. though is that every cell in your body is like changing itself
0: yeah it's i want to say it's the internals but i, I want no more idea. of his
1: 15 hour stuff i want like capaldi to like cut off his arm and hit someone with it fully aware of it because we're 14 hours and 30 minutes in it'll grow back
0: oh yeah i I want more of that creativity, but we're never going to get it. Talk about a deus ex machina. <laughs> yeah. And from there, you know, the, the doctor's saying that the pilot, pilot fish found his uh, found a burp, and they're, they're trying to steal his body because uh, the regenerating body can be used as a battery for, for many, many years. And upon this information and convulsing, Jackie does what Jackie does best, and uh, doesn't show up and just asks about food.
1: Yeah, which is what Jackie... I mean, <laughs> Things like this, where Jackie's just making a little bit of background noise, is, is her best use.
0: Yeah. Do you want quiche? Do you want apples? Do you want water? Blah, blah, blah. Tea? Just shut up, Jackie. It's great. I, I, I enjoy that as sort of an introduction to, because she even says, oh, it's not changed much then, I guess. And uh, the doctor, his brain's collapsing. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's trying to warn them before he, he passes out before he goes to sleep again that something's coming and that's everything he can tell him before he's back in his bed and he's only got one heart beating now.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's bad. If I had two
0: hearts, i probably want them both beating you'd you'd hope so. Yep. but uh, from this point, it's it's midnight on Christmas Day. The Mars landing is about to show the images of the planet. And we find out from here that uh, the Guinevere one did go offline for a, a couple seconds earlier, and it's caused a bit of concern among uh, the press and a couple of the scientists. And, and while we're doing this, uh, Mickey's been been googling away what the pilot fish are and the the literal fish. And we find out that, uh, what the, the actual fish do. they just close to something bigger that's coming. And uh, just on time for that description, the images appear uh, on the screen. And it's the, the big bad alien of the day just going. Ah. It does seem awfully weird that
1: rather than in his limited time tell them someone else is coming, something bigger. He decides to go with a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, it seems a bit. I mean. God bless him. He's a Shakespearean actor, I guess. Is what you get, but yeah.
0: You, you. Th- if I'm if I'm dying, if I'm gonna pass out, and I know knowledge that like aliens are coming, I'm like I'm not gonna be like National Geographic episode two oh three, wink, and then pass out. But you know it. I guess it is what it is. And from this point, the the news is starting to spread across the world. We get a nice little. We get a couple nice news montages with some some unit music. And uh, this is where we find out that UNIT are taking control. Harriet Jones goes to greet them, and uh, she's a right-hand man now, and she she really likes that. And she offers uh, the scientists uh, that are involved in this uh, a cup of coffee because it's uh, it shows how nice she is, how how good of a person she she is, and won't change at all before this episode ends.
1: Yep, yep, that pretty much
0: sums that up. And uh, we find out the uh, the the Guinevere one has been broadcasting from a ship that's above Mars, so it isn't actually Martians on Mars, but it's moving towards Earth because the the ship is heading there right now. And, and
1: something I did really like is that Harriet Jones is like everybody's like, she's like the one you would expect would know nothing, and yet she's dropping all of this information to those around her. Yeah. Oh, Martians look 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 much different than that.
0: And then she's even like, Oh, you know, th- this isn't the first aliens we've had, it won't be the last. And uh My my my, my
1: autobiography is being blocked by an act of parliament.
0: <laughs> I like that. That was a nice joke. And from from all of that, and I I would have loved a bit more time with um with Harriet Jones, because I really like those scenes with you and the scientists.
1: Especially because she feels the need to introduce herself to everybody throughout the episode. Oh, and it's the, great. And everybody's response is, We know who you are, or Yes, I know who you mm-hmm. are. Which I I've guess is a, must be a play to the first one when no one knew who
0: she was. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's like, Harriet Jones, MP for Florida North, is like, I don't know who you are. And I like that even as the prime minister, she still has to do she, I, it's, it's a nice little And she always approach. holds her ID
1: card beside her face, yeah. too. Yeah.
0: I love that. And uh, we go back to Rose and Mickey's. Found out that the military is still tracking the spaceship coming to Earth, and uh, the screen picks up a transmission of the aliens speaking in their native tongue. And uh, we find out that Rose can't understand it, which means the TARDIS isn't working either because of the Doctor's connection to it. And uh, luckily, UNIT are beginning to translate it. And uh, the President's now demanding to take control, but Harriet doesn't want that because uh, she can say on the record he's not her boss a fun joke for the Brits. Um, yeah. Yep. That's quite cool.
1: I was like, yep. Yeah. And
0: got, you got like Harry I Jones? Yeah, I didn't think about it. It also ends up um, coming back again. It's like a recurring thing that happens in the series later on. Uh, I don't remember if we're getting to it in series three, but they definitely cover it again that the president always wants to take control of like any worldwide intergalactic threat, which I think is, really interesting to how they handle stuff later on well they clearly
1: saw independence day when the rest of the world yeah. was waiting around going all oh, the americans have an idea well thank god we're like we need, <laughs> we need we need to get rid of that stereotype if you want to hear yeah. more about that check out our episode on independence day
0: and from there the ship is five hours away from earth and we get Another news montage as the translation goes on, and uh, there's nothing about Code 9, which is the Doctor. They can't find the Doctor anywhere. And then she asks about uh, Torchwood as their their last chance, even though uh, she's not supposed to know about it. This would be the, the second uh, mention of Torchwood after the little hint towards it uh, in the previous series. Yes,
1: yes, and yeah. Torchwood, a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge um nice i liked it i liked the idea that there was something that was dropped and we'll get we we'll have to wait but we will get the payoff this episode
0: yeah and uh from there the translation's done and it's just a threat the uh, the 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 villains that call themselves the sycorax uh so you need to surrender or they will die no one knows who the the pronoun of they is and uh Harriet sends a very nice reply, just saying, we don't want to surrender. We want to have peace because it's our day of peace of Christmas Day. And uh, Rose just watches over the, do- the sleeping doctor, and uh, she just says, the old doctor, the proper doctor, wouldn't do this. Yeah. Uh, a couple things with the Sycorax, if yeah. I may. When they're first
1: shown, there's four of them kind of in a diamond shape. It's very Bohemian Rhapsody, as they're shown. Which is just kind of interesting. And Sycorax is the name of the witch in The Tempest. So, um, you know, you got to kind of wonder if for a Shakespearean actor with such a pedigree, if the name of that was... You'd have to think intentional. as a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He does. Shakespeare, he does.
0: Oh, definitely for what's about to happen in a second with, like, what's essentially just a spell. Yep. Yeah. And... This is where Mickey's seeing, you know, uh Rose being upset, crying over the doctor and he goes you love him, don't you? And she just cries and Oh, in this is
1: so this is so strange. I can't figure this out. I can't I don't figure out their relationship Ti- at all. I can't figure out Rose Tyler at all. I I I don't know. Like I'm like Mickey, I'm pretty sure if you are dating I think she cheated on you with Captain Jack at one point and that British guy and everyone there's nothing wrong with 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 you know wanting to wanting to get on with lots of people if you're just but you know at least at least break up with mickey it's I, so I, I it's guess so that whole like, different this is you know different area code doesn't count <laughs> mickey's not even born yet or mickey's
0: dead now like it's kind of one of those two options it's so bizarre to me because i think we even mentioned in the empty child episode that she's like i that in on her psychic paper she's like Kind of got a boyfriend, kind of single, oh, but don't really care about him. Yeah, that's a good it's point. It's so, it's so bizarre to me, and I'm ne- I've never understood their relationship. And it goes as far into like the middle of series two, I think, that they before they actually break up. Yeah, and it's yeah. so, it, it never made sense. And we'll 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 get round to it, I'm sure, but. It's, it's weird. But from there, the, the sun's uh, beginning to rise on London on Christmas Day, and the Sycorax respond to Harriet Jones, and uh, he uses his infinity gauntlet, uh, it turns blue, and blue lights appear, and nice. blue light waves appear over all the heads around Unit. And uh, I, I want to say maybe a third of people. We'll, go, we'll, we'll say a third. That totally won't come back in a bit. And uh, they just start to, to walk out of the, the Unit HQ. And in Rose's flat complex, it's happening there as well and just around the world around the country everyone's just walking to the same direction to get to the top of buildings and i'll say it's kind of haunting but it's only when uh there's the scene with the mom who's pleading her husband and her two kids and she's like i don't like this i'm terrified please st-. i love that i will i just did a quick
1: google because i felt like i, I should um yeah. a plus blood <laughs> is 34 out of every 100 people so they pretty much nailed wow. it with the one third sorry for the spoiler um, that's incredible but yeah and then I, I i to be honest with you i don't think i fully picked up when you said the spell you're 100 percent right this is this is yeah. uh, this is blood magic in a sense and it, it's yeah. it's it's really well done um and a really interesting to to me i'm like wow how do you beat that and it's funny how that will come around in a bit but yeah uh 34 yep. in every 100 people there you go
0: incredible And uh, we find out through, and I'll I'll say this, the music during this montage of everyone just standing on top is so, so incredibly well done. I think if I, like, i'm definitely bearing the elite if i can just say one thing the music in this episode is absolutely stellar
1: i was gonna wait for a time to bring it up but uh 10's theme i believe it's called a yeah. s- song for 10 or something like that yeah it's that you know that kind of oh geez my voice i'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well y'all so it's I'll drop it <laughs> on, you know, ooh, ooh, and it's all very like kind of like you know a single voice kind of eerily singing these sort of unusual melodies into space it's just it's it's, it's haunting and mm. it gives a real ethereal feel to ten which i don't think yeah I, I like that each one gives him a different personality and tens is tens a bit of a tortured soul as much as yeah. nine was as much as nine was like the angry one, Ten's a tortured soul ten i mean you know by the time we get done this you'll know i love tens arc or arcs or whatever it is you want to it's amazing
0: but it's, it's even shown in the music and we'll go into the later on, but like Nines was very sort of not poppy, but bombastic and full of life and almost like war in it, like a, an amazing architect archetype for like war type music. And this is very somber, mellow and like, yeah. So melancholy, and it's so so good as an introduction. What we will see later on, but uh we find out it's uh, it is a third of of the of the population, and uh, the scientist. I don't think we ever actually get his name, but I've just written down the scientist. Uh, he's like, oh, oh yeah, that's get his name. That, yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'll, that, fi- that,
1: I'll <laughs> find it. Keep going. Yeah,
0: that that'd be my fault because uh, I I put a load of stuff in Guinevere one. You know, like uh, pebbles and uh, seeds and and human blood. Type uh, A plus A positive human blood because you know that that's normal. Okay,
1: he's Danny Llewellyn is the character's name, played by I Daniel Evans. Would have
0: that. Yeah, and uh, they find out that you know uh, he put. Uh, all these different cultural things in. So it's meant the, uh, the cigarettes can control everyone with that type of blood. So Harriet Jones, like, cool. This is, this is our, our end of days. I'll make a Queens, uh, speech broadcast where she, uh, reveals not only is the Royal family on the roof, but, uh, she's at her last wits and just begs the doctor to help the human race.
1: Uh, yeah. If you know, you're being, you're being monitored. I mean, she's kind of giving the game away. Um, yeah. I mean, this episode, more than most, makes me go. How do you explain how everybody forgets this in future iterations?
0: Yeah, this was my this, my my big question. This is
1: a lot for 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 the for the the to collectively forget.
0: My only my only theory here, and I I wait for it at the end, but it, I think it links into the. Do you think she's tired? Stuff later on, but uh, as uh, as the broadcast goes on, Rose cries and just says, "The doctor's gone. He's left me." Um, and the ship then enters the atmosphere, causing a sonic wave shattering the glass and, and buildings, the gherkin, and um, I'm going to say this now, the wave definitely would have caused people to fall off of the buildings and die. <laughs> There's no way that a blast that strong would have anyone, like, survive. Outstanding.
1: Great point.
0: There's people there on the Coliseum, the Great Wall of China, like... You're going to have some people fall. But uh, from that point, Rose's only thought when she sees the ship entering that the planet is. uh, We need to take the doctor and hide in the TARDIS because when she's at home, she's absolutely useless. And uh, the Sikoraks demand their leader of the world to stand forward. And, you know, Harriet Jones doesn't talk to the UN or the the EU anyone. She's like, cool, that would be that would be me. Harriet Jones of the United Kingdom. And she's the leader of Earth now. Yeah, it seems that, uh,
1: you know, there's a difference between America doesn't get to be the boss and bosses around and I'm going to do it.
0: It's it's so strange. And even though she says that she's the leader of the world, thankfully, she and also all of her sidekicks for the episode get teleported the, to the ship as well. And uh, the Sycorax leader greets them and removes his what turns out to be a skull helmet. And he's a he's a very meaty man. He, yeah. He's red and covered in bone and he he demands them to surrender or the planet dies. And uh, Daniel Llewellyn uh, he begs for mercy and compassion, and he just gets electro-whipped into a little little skeleton. At which point, American
1: soldier guy decides to yell and say, "You must have articles of war," and then he dies very quickly thereafter.
0: Yeah, I, they're two pointless deaths of characters that I would not have remembered their names if you didn't tell uh, it. It's just, I think it's just to show that these guys mean business and they'll call, kill who they want.
1: Well, it shows how quick and easy it all is for them. And so clearly they'll use this power again in the, f- oh, not really. Um, they, 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 they try in a bit with with a doctor, but they, I don't know. They don't do anything gross forever. They really let her sort of just stew. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of ourselves
0: so then Harriet Jones steps up and she shows her ID and the sicker <laughs> say, yes, we know who you are. I absolutely love that. I, it's such a nice – it's a great running joke.
1: It absolutely is.
0: Yeah. And uh, from there we find out that there is a way to fix it, which is half of the human race will be sold into slavery or a third of the human race dies. And an, – Maybe this is why I'm not into politics. I'm not like a, a politics person, but um, I would rather a third of the human race die than half of the human race become slaves. Yeah, it's not really... I don't really see the benefit in like in
1: doing the slavery bit. I don't. Yeah. Like, uh, are, are the slaves especially happy with the sick I don't understand this. Is it like, oh, it could be worse? No, I think I'm like, no, you can... Especially because the people who are negotiating aren't the people on the roof. So no. you,
0: you know you're good. <laughs> they've had a good run. Yep. The last thing they knew it was a happy Christmas day. They can, it'll be a nice memory before they, before they pass away. Yeah. And, uh, from there, Rose, Jackie and Mickey begin to hide in the TARDIS where, uh, Jackie just pours a cup of tea, but leaves the TARDIS because she needs to get some more food. And, uh, Mickey, you know, he, he's he's a guy, he, he wants to watch the, the football, so he, he's going to try and turn the TARDIS computer on to, to see if they can actually see what's happening in space, but it just sends a transmission to the Sycorax for the TARDIS to get teleported because it's alien technology. It sure is. And uh, thankfully, Jackie isn't on the TARDIS at this point cause she needs to get through or else her gob would have got her killed. Yes, it And uh, immediately Rose like, oh, I need to go get my mum because they don't know it's been teleported. So she goes out the TARDIS to try and find Jackie, not knowing they've been teleported, and gets grabbed and screams. So Mickey runs after her, uh, but knocks over the canister of tea and slams the door shut, and it begins to affect the TARDIS console. And Rose and Harry get a little nice... uh, They get to reunite. I I can't remember what's the other word for... Like, the the verb for reuniting uh and they get to sort of just say they're on their own now
1: they have a reunion they have a reunion (laughs) (laughs) it's right there i was
0: like reunization nah
1: that can't no 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 they have a reunion it's a cute moment um and that's the nice thing is that we're going to have layers of people who are going to re-encounter harriet jones people who just have to show her id to and can validate who she is and uh yeah it's a really sweet moment and i like that that happens before we have the reveal of the doctors that's good
0: yeah And we have our stakes of there's no one else there on their own. So it's just them now. And uh, to be fair, uh, I mean, she could have she could have played a little bit more information. Yeah. Yeah, But just saying. And uh, we cut back to the doctor and there's a there's a little bit of a steam sauna going on with the tea and it's just going up and down. And uh, we go back to to Rose and the Sycorax, and they refer to Rose as the yellow girl, which she would be able to do in 2021 now. (laughs) You're probably not. She's, uh, She's been said that she's going to speak for the planet because she has the blue box. And uh, Rose begins to reference all of season one's adventures with uh, the shadow proclamation in the Slovene parliament of Raxacolica the Gelf, uh, which was from the episode featuring friend of the podcast, uh, Simon Callow. Catch that yeah. interview because it's great. Uh, yeah, the mighty uh, Jagger and oh the Daleks. Yeah, but well. time
1: he has the uva Daleks, it's like, yeah, wrap it up, wrap it up, love. Not happening.
0: Yeah. And everyone just laughs at her and they're like, We'll kill you, but you're funny. And uh, as he begins to threaten them, he he starts to speak in an English once again. But then he uh, he says that he's not speaking English, he only speaks in Sycaraxic. But if uh, they can hear English, that means only one thing, and everyone starts to move out the way of the cameras. Inclu- including
1: in. the one cigeracks guy, like moves out. <laughs> he respects. He respects the cameras coming in for the for the hero shot
0: i love that and as it moves in the data store is open to reveal 10 and he just says did you miss me and to that answer i say yes because this has been a very difficult episode without the doctor.
1: yeah and it, he does feel very nine-ish in that line um yeah. but yeah yeah um and but this is the payoff they made you want to see him in action and if you're doing an episode where it's like can you make people love the doctor love Tennant as the doctor there's a strategy to this now i'm not saying it forgives i'll tell you what it's it's really interesting when they do doctor who episodes and the doctor's not really that big of a part of it but usually they think a little bit more cleverly about how to do it like i'm thinking like don't blink for instance you know what i mean like there's ways to do it um Yeah, I mean, this felt like a long time coming. I got really frustrated with with Ten just being all clammy and sleeping in his bed. Uh, Turns out spilling the tea is a good (laughs) thing to do in this today's day and age, and it was back a generation ago as well.
0: Went into his synapses, as he says, and uh, uh, as he introduces himself to say his one-liner, the Sycorax Lord is immediately ready to use his light whip, and the doctor just grabs it and stops it. I guess it doesn't count if it
1: hits you in the arm. I guess. If you grab it, like none of the power is there. We'll, we'll go with that. That's it what happens. Sense, that's so. what happens. If I put my hand over the barrel of a gun, it can't. It can't hurt me. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, uh, it's it's all good.
1: Just for uh, a public uh, service announcement, let me please say <laughs> that we here, best film ever, are not suggesting anybody put their hands over guns and try to literally catch bullets because uh, you'll um, you'll 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 catch your death so again please uh stay away from guns yeah stay away from guns best way to and not uh, get shot stay away from a gun
0: and from there the doctor then grabs his staff snaps it and gets to say a cheeky little just can't get the staff and uh, he goes to sort of greet everyone and he just gives the thing uh, not the finger he just points his finger at the sicker He just give me a second i'm busy he's, and he's really good
1: his presence is really good here
0: yeah he can't like he's been on screen for maybe 20 seconds and he's already got everyone's attention. He's it's everything
1: this episode was missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he begins to sort of uh, reconcile with Rose, find out if he looks good, if he's ginger. He's not, and then he has a go at Rose, which completely understandable and says you know you gave up on me oh no that's rude am i a rude man now is that the man i am and this uh, is great
1: because he yeah. is going who am i am i rude am yeah. i this am i that i'm like giddy up way to help like explain the rules of of, of a regeneration and what it means love it
0: absolutely fantastic and then uh, we get a, a reconcile with harriet jones who doesn't realize it's the doctor a reconciliation same, my man. dear boy a reconciliation yeah. Oop and uh, there he just tells her that the memories of uh, the Slovene episode, and she's like, Oh, wow, it really is you. You remember that episode. And uh, the Sycorax wants attention, he wants to demand who he is, to which the doctor's response is just I don't know. Which is really it's just, you it's are so underselling fun. this.
1: It was yeah. so great, because obviously it's all they've been doing, the actors just doing this whole ah and so it just does it right back. Uh, that beats the Harriet Jones Yes We Know Who You Are from yeah. the Sycorax for 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 best laugh for me this episode.
0: It's just he has so much character already, and I like I absolutely love it. And because uh, he doesn't know who he is, and he's like, nope. I know i know that one thing is I've got a gob and I want to press a big button. I love the way he says button, it's just like so, <laughs> it's just an emphasis on B. And he's like, oh no, it's blood control. And he gets really excited. And this is the one thing about <laughs> 10 that we'll see he always gets excited by the villain's plans. I haven't seen and blood it's, control it's so forever. Boyish. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know when to stop, you know? So if I see a button that shouldn't be touched, I just want to press it. And he presses it and releases everyone from the spell because uh, he's like, oh, you know, human nature. You can hypnotize someone to jump up and down, but you can't hypnotize them to death. And uh, from this point, the Doctor gets uh, a bit wacky, begins to talk about the human race, quotes the circle of life a little bit, and then uh, challenges the Sycorax to a sword fight for the planet. Strange, felt very un-Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I wanna say that's just where that Shakespearean acting came in. He's uh, like, Look, I can do it. I can do sword fight. He did So the reason that Tennant gets cast as the doctor is he did a show with uh Russell T. Davies a year or so before called Casanova. Yes he did. And it's very much like ah, oh, the suave two to time man from the Elizabethan era who's just got a, a little swashbuckle sword and he can do whatever, he's a ladies man. So I think it's it's a little bit of, of everything there, I think. Yep, I think you're right. Yeah. And they have a sword fight for a while. The Doctor runs outside to fight on the edge of the spaceship for dramatic effect. The Sycorax punches the Doctor. He hits the floor and cuts the Doctor's hands off. Uh, Hand hand off. Yeah. Singular hand. Yeah, And uh, the Doctor now knows, he says, what kind of man he is because he knows that he's lucky because he's still got about 15 hours, he says, of his regeneration left so he can just regrow his oh, hair.
1: he's in the first 15 hours of his regeneration. how he knows no. this i don't know but yeah apparently there's a rule that you can just in the first 15 hours cut off any appendage easy jackie and it will grow back
0: i don't remember this being used ever again but no um, it's not, it's, it's, not. It's, it's uh it's what it is but speaking so, of using you think of speaking
1: yeah. of using it again though they will stumble upon a use for this specific one again
0: Oh yeah. yeah, and I well a couple times as well. Yeah, and uh, Rose thankfully had a second sword on her, so throws him a a, a sword, and he's like, "Here's why I don't this get." This is a new
1: hat. He tells her to stay back and not interfere, or it will violate the conditions of a duel. He yeah. throws back Mister Hand 2.0, and all of a sudden, here have a sword is not interfering. We're not gonna. <laughs> I'm just. Am I saying the Sickeraks have by rights? They should be ruling Earth. Yes, I am. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Rose I, Tyler I, has doomed humanity.
0: I, I welcome our Sickeraks yes. over any day soon. <laughs> I, well. To be fair, it's like n- no one on either side is fair in this fight by the end. No, because I think like, you can yeah. grow
1: your hand back. It's not great either. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he gets a new sword, and he's like, oh, this is a new hand. It's a fighting hand. So they begin to fight again. The Doctor makes the Zikorak submit, demands to leave the planet, to never return. He swears he will. And uh, his uh, the Doctor's victory robe is a bathrobe with a Satsuma. So he just laments over Satsuma's at Christmas, and the Sycorax is ready to immediately break his blood oath and chases the Doctor. But the Doctor throws the Satsuma at a big button again, and a hole appears, and the Sycorax just falls through to his death. Yeah, that's about it. uh, He's uh, no second chances. He's that kind of man now. And it's done in such seriousness like immediate like tonal change i love it because he goes from just being so happy and joyous and funny to dead serious this is this is my my truth
1: yep and you're 100 percent right um that's what he is and um it's this idea that he's he's not really speaking to anybody else he's speaking to himself he's yeah. he's making some statements about who he is
0: and from here on, the doctor proclaims that, you know, the earth's defended and they get teleported it back to Earth. It is defended. Oh, just
1: some great oration.
0: Hmm. And uh, they watch the ship leave the planet and Harriet and the Doctor celebrate together as friends for the last time and begin to uh, part their ways the Doctor informs that the human race. will be getting noticed, though, by hundreds of thousands of alien species. So uh, the Doctor and his new family uh, goes to celebrate as Torch would inform Harriet that they're ready to fire. And... uh, harriet tells him to fire and a beam blasts the Sycorax ship into atoms
1: yeah it's a tri-beam that comes together into one big thing and boom it blows up um yeah i think we need to talk about the 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 confrontation that's about to come before i can go into into my perspective on it but yeah shocking shocking
0: mm. And immediately the doctor's like, uh, you know, that's murder. He's absolutely fuming about it. And Harriet says it's called defense. And it's for when the doctor's not around because he isn't always here, as today has proved.
1: Yeah, here's where I'm at. Um, Within the rules of the universe and who we're aligned to, we're supposed to go versus murder. But when she says that, it's like, yeah, good point. Good point. What do we do when you're sleeping next time, doctor? We learned today you're not always here. And it was, it was a, real damn close.
0: Yeah. It's a theme throughout, as you go from Series 2 and Series 3, that sometimes the Doctor's not around and things just happen under his nose that could have been prevented. Yep. And uh, the Doctor then just says, I could bring down your government with a single word. Not a single word, actually, just six. And he goes over to uh, to a right-hand man just says... Uh, and he thinks she looks tired, and he walks off with his family to celebrate Christmas. And Harry just loses her mind, demanding what he said. And we go from that <sighs> to just music swelling as the Doctor gets to choose his new outfit. We, and I don't know why we they leave had without.
1: Before we leave this, bit of, uh, age, bit of ageism here, isn't it? I I don't think I think it's just to get in her head. No, because everybody starts questioning her about it and asking if she's fit to rule. And you say, oh, I it's ageism. I think it's the idea that She's too old. She's too old. That's why she looks tired.
0: I think, I don't know. I'm seeing it from a different way. Just it's, it's the easiest way to get in her head. But I, I, I it, it, could, it could be. Because when, when, when she tells the aide,
1: the aide doesn't go, oh, no. Or, nor does it seem like he tells her what, doctor, yeah. what the doctor said. It's a weird one. I, don't, mm. I believe it's the right message. I believe he says, says it's the wrong person. Yeah, I think there's other people who we could have said it to. Uh, the mm. A doesn't strike me as, as, as the shout. But anyway, at the end of the mm. day, we're just supposed to go. This is the end for um, Harriet.
0: So, yeah, he's he's getting his, his new outfit on. They're having dinner without him. Oh, so. there's a
1: whole ton of Easter eggs in this yeah. in this scene here. There's a cloak from Hogwarts Oh, to go ahead and play off the fact that he was there. There's something from Casanova to talk about the fact oh, that he I did that. Oh, I thought that
0: was from Casanova, yeah. yeah. it's
1: one of the things he picks up very early on. Like, it's yeah. very much a, he, by the way, here's my IMDb page in sartorial
0: form. Nice. I would have loved if they had a couple callbacks to, like, Sylvester McCoy's uh, one, or, like, just some old goofy ones. But... Some
1: of the Doctor's previous, yeah. as opposed to David Tennant's yeah. previous. Yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, he 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 goes to have Christmas dinner with them. I'm assuming the leftovers because they're they're eating a long time before he gets there. And uh, while they're eating, they see that on the TV, Harriet's being questioned about her health and if there's uh, if she's mentally fit and there's now an a vote of no confidence for her, which. Uh, I think is really interesting because we're not going to get to cover it uh, this series, but there's a they already hint at like Harold Saxon, yeah. and uh, all of this, and it's an episode I I want to get to eventually, maybe not this time, but like in the future because there there are so many episodes, yeah. But I love the fact that this one thing is what causes talk about quick adversity. though, like he yeah. literally goes to
1: change his clothes and the government's falling.
0: It's great, yeah. And uh, Jackie then gets a phone call to say, uh, "Go outside because it's it's snowing." Though it's actually just because the spaceship's breaking up into the atmosphere and it's just oh. the ash of the hundreds of thousands of dead cichoraks and yep. ship parts. Yep. And he's like, "Oh no, it's it's a brand new planet Earth now. Everyone saw aliens. There's no way they can deny it. So it's back to the TARDIS <laughs> for the Doctor."
1: Yeah, so oh, they all forget it next time. Jeez.
0: Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, the doctor's unsure if you know if rose wants to go with him but she always wants to travel with him no matter what and uh mickey's mickey's sad but you know he's he's gonna let it happen because i think he doesn't understand our relationship as much as we do either i'll say this much it's remarkable how they have chemistry already yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 really good mm. it's it's not it can show it shows the history there yeah and um Uh, Jackie's like, oh, no, I think you guys are mad still going around. But the Doctor's response is like, oh, there's so much I want to see. And I've not seen yet, at least with these eyes. And the Doctor gives his last fantastic as he holds Rose's hands and says the future is going to be absolutely fantastic. And they look at the stars together to plan their next adventure. And that's how we end the episode.
1: Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Christmas episode. does what it needs to do. Big, big things. Uh, in this case, we, 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 we de- debut a doctor. Um, and that is uh, really, the, I mean, this, this, this episode singularly purposed. We need to get David Tenet up and we need to get the two of them back in the TARDIS and off on adventures. Because yeah. we weren't supposed to be here. This wasn't supposed to be what was going to happen. So let's get the shift and let's move.
0: I think as a plan B, it works well. But as a, it's really weird. As an introduction, the one thing I want to find out about the new doctor is to, to see the new doctor. And you only really see the new doctor in the final maybe 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, which and is I, frustrating. I keep bouncing back and forth between if this is a good idea or not. I think in the, I would say in the long term, for BBC and what they needed to accomplish, it was the right decision from yeah. a viewing perspective of a singular episode i wanted more tenant
0: yeah it's it's really i don't know if frustrating is the the word like looking back i think at the time it works great because everyone's on their seats and they get a great payoff in 2021 though when i know i like david Tennant, yeah. i wanted to see david Tennant. the novelty does wear off ah. and it's 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 a shame, and I, I, li- I like I like like the B plot. I love the B yeah. plot.
1: I didn't need a whole David Tennant in his pajamas look either. Even the last <laughs> fights in the pajamas and the uh, yeah, like they made it work, but I didn't need that. I, I it, it, when he comes out in the suit, I'm like there it is. There's this his hair is like pure David Tennant hair. It's easily my favorite look of any of a Doctors as well. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just fantastic.
0: And I think there is a there's a part to it where it's. It is Doctor Who, and it is—it's a, a great way to introduce everyone because you know people might not have seen the the previous series, or they just—it's it, it, a Christmas—it's a Christmas thing, and I think it, people just give it a bit leniency because of that. But it's an introduction; it's—it's it's a whole new era that's about to begin, essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of uh, the end of that, in a sense. Uh, if I can, just give some some stats yeah. and whatnot um so this one uh there's not a huge amount because as a christmas episode it kind of is separate from everything else so i don't get the usual sort of uh reviews ironically i don't really get a lot of reviews about how mm. tenant came off on his first go but i can tell you about um the fact that it was viewed by he had the numbers earlier here we are 9.8 million viewers at its peak and an average of 9.4 uh second highest of the evening behind EastEnders. Um, wow it was the highest rated episode of the Doctor Who, uh, sort of a 10th Doctor's era until two years. I think it was two years later with Voyage of the Damned.
0: Yeah, that would be t- that
1: 2007, so yeah. Yeah, so uh, and that would destroy it. That would just like, yeah. like ridiculously destroy it. But right now, 9.84. Uh, I don't remember. I just really want to quickly see if I've got it on me. What oh, I do have it on me, what Rose got for its debut. I think it was higher than that. I'm just taking a look. Yeah, 10.81. So, yeah. but that was the first. So, you know, but more people came back. When you think about those numbers, it was six point something, six point eight, six point nine for mm. uh, the parting of the ways. So it did its job. It got people to watch and, and check it out. Uh, so that's good. And then uh, just one snippet from a review, uh, which I found from uh, a Sean Hawk from IGN
0: who said, Oh, wow uh why well, is this someone who you know no no ign i just didn't think would cover doctor Who.
1: yeah i was surprised that they could google search yeah. uh but this is uh originally posted october 3rd 2006 so i mm-hmm. know it has been updated so i don't know if he's added stuff to it but let's see the end of it the purpose of this episode is to serve as an introduction to david tennant and it does the job admirably while very different from his predecessor this new doctor proves to be quite entertaining and we look forward to some great moments in this new season. So it sounds kind of present tense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it generally kind of serves where I've kind of got it. Which is, you know, th- this episode's a functional episode.
0: Yeah, I I think the, the issues... I'm going to compare it to Rose in the sense it's a Doctor introduction. And it's I'm going to say it's kind of unfair. But also... No, there are two episodes that focus very heavily on Rose and the Doctor isn't really present until later on. And I think Rose, I think, establishes it a bit more better. But I think the issue is with this episode, we're so used to the Doctor and we know who he is that we want to continue to see that. But with Rose, it is an introduction to everything, so it makes more sense.
1: All right. Should we go through the usual post-episode post stuff?
0: Post uh, yeah. Stuff? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, geez. Do we usually do favorite character in the episode? I mean, geez, I'd really struggle on this one. I, I don't
0: think we do. I'm going to go with it. Harriet Jones. Yeah, she's the heart. Well, she's the heart of it until it's it's difficult. She she's the only one I care she, about. She gets she's the only arc. one I want to see. Yeah. And
1: when, when she betrays the doctor, she betrays us because we saw her we saw her rise and now she's prime minister we're like hey and then all these reconciliations we're like hey and then we're like what hey so you know it is that it's a great turn yeah i it's, think she's, it's so well done i think we should add this i think we should add maybe favorite mm. character or best in show yeah. whatever it is we want to call it because I, I i think it's interesting especially the secondary characters i think there's something there's something there especially the episode mm. where there was so little uh doctor um, Rose isn't the one who made me stand up and get attention. It was Harriet Jones. So yeah,
0: mm. good honor. So that's who—that's uh, uh, what you're saying. Who's your favorite of that episode? Then? <laughs> Who's your favorite? That's what we're calling it. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Harriet Jones as well. It's just, I only care about when she's on. She Her, her beast plot is the best part of the episode for me. The episode's much better when, when,
1: when she's on it than when she's not. Like Tenant yeah. rescues it in the last 15, but up until that point, it's only when Jones is on screen. It yeah. takes a very mediocre episode and makes it watchable.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Which is a shame for an introduction for 10. Yeah. yeah I, I agree.
1: I agree. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Best moment. Uh, if I can get around my head around why they'd have a special button that takes away part of the ship they're fighting on. I don't understand that, mm. but the Satsuma, which has been played off earlier about why there'd be fruit in the pockets, so yeah. it was there for storyline purpose, but I'm that sort of, I'm that kind of man. That's my highlight of the episode.
0: I'm going to go with the introduction because it is so, it's so, I don't want to say well done, but it's such a nice payoff for it has essentially been, you know, 35 minutes of no doctor in Doctor Who. And it, this isn't just because I'm like, oh, I want to see the doctor in Doctor Who. Because like you said, there are so many good episodes. One of my favorite episodes that I think we'll get to cover later on has no doctor. And yeah, it's great, yeah. But it's it's just everything else has been building to this one moment, and you get the dolly shot and the doors open, and it's it's such a relief the way that they they reveal it by having the like, zikarax talk in English is just that's it's nice. It's so well and done, and they make sure
1: that we know why it's the case. And yeah, yeah, it was, and it's subtle. You 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 could miss it. You absolutely could. Mm. So I, I I'm totally cool with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I just want to – the music in this episode is so, so good. And I, I've said this before, but the music in Doctor Who just overall is absolutely incredible. Murray music, Gold just – Music
1: fan. Yeah, M- M- Murray Gold fantastic. hits a home run here. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? Well, I find a grumble. If I, uh, oh,
1: yeah. Not enough Doctor, not enough Christmas. There we go. That's pretty yeah. much me in a nutshell. Um, you?
0: Uh, I'd say the same, but it's more just – I. This is someone who I really liked Rose in the first series, which is really strange because looking back on this, um, she does get annoying, but all of the at-home stuff, I don't really like the character of Rose during this episode. This at all. It doesn't wo- feel like Rose. This is the woman who was supposed to be
1: Bad Wolf, and now she's just crying yeah. by the bed.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's it's frustrating, I think, because so much of the episode is just over crying with the, the doctor. The best yeah. word
1: for Rose's episode is frustrating. I'm like yeah. you don't feel like the the character I was on a journey with last series. Mm. Like it's like they're pushing the reset button and going. You know who Rose is. We're having a second go at this.
0: Yeah. And will we'll we get through this series two? Rose is like my least favorite companion because her her sole function in almost every episode is to love the Doctor unconditionally mm. and nothing else. That yeah. is her only motivation is to be with the Doctor and do nothing else. And it's so, it's so weak yeah. in yeah. the the character department there. But it's, that's just an overall thing, I guess. Um, do you have a score for this episode out of 10?
1: Ooh, I'm... Because we've been doing that every episode, so yeah. yeah.
0: I'm going to go six and a half out of 10 for the sole reason that David Tennant is probably like, 3.5 of that <laughs> and Harriet Jones is the other three because oh. it's so good. I do really like the Sikoraks and I like all the Shakespearean yeah, I'm, stuff I'm that okay. you brought up. I'm okay with That's the As a villain, I'm okay
1: with the yeah. Sikoraks. Yeah.
0: it's It's got a great B plot but the A plot is so...
1: no, yeah. It's so weak. I'm going to go seven and if it wasn't for Harriet mm. Jones, like this thing isn't getting above a five even with tenants. Yeah. Retar- like, I'm just like, it, the episode is just sitting around and waiting. It's oh, it's mm. just dire. Um, and a good doctor does not an, a good episode. Make, no, which is the, the no, thing. exactly. Well, well said. And, and, and the fake out with the uh, brass bands. I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, that last 15 minutes helps a lot, but that doesn't even save an episode. So thank yeah. God we had this unexpected return of Harriet Jones. Now the prime minister, which does get me to one last grumble about time travel movies. He goes, oh, you mm. won the election. Like you travel through time. you should know it's this frustrating thing where time passes the same amount of time when she's been away oh you could go back to the day like to five minutes after you left why are you surprised she's prime minister doctor who does this so often i
0: have i have no idea i will say there's um there's like a seven minute short Episode that they did for Children in Need, I think this, yeah. uh, a bit before, and I I did watch it beforehand to see if it was even worth bringing up. It's not really. It's just, hey guys, uh, you're a bit impatient for the Christmas special. We'll see some David Tennant, and it's just him hopping around, being like, remember these things that happened off screen, but it's me, the Doctor, and then he he's like, we'll go to Christmas Christmas Eve. Oh no, we're crashing. Oopsie. It it's very. Um, forgettable which is a shame
1: yeah yeah and uh i
0: don't
1: know if this episode was forgettable but there's parts of it which were a shame and uh, i'm looking forward to now getting stuck back in for uh, a proper proper david Tennant episode so what do we have coming up next ethan
0: uh next we've just started series two and we're immediately ending series two because we are saying goodbye to rose tyler for a while and we're covering uh doomsday and the army of ghosts or switch that around one of the doomsday and the army of ghosts that might be episode two and part two and one but you wow, know so we're doing I mean.
1: so we're doing the two episode end of series run for yeah. series two wow that's a big jump after we did so Canary much
0: Wolf.
1: after we did so much from series one we're jumping to end of roast. tyler we barely yeah. knew ya, because she won't come back ever Nah, now nah, if you sit there, there going one. you guys are skipping all of series two
0: we're trying to get through all of it before Jody Whitaker leaves and I'll say series two is a mixed bag of things I went through these episodes and there were some that I'm like okay we we might need to do this one and that one skipping that if you want to message me and tell me that you genuinely think that we should do the Absorbaloft episode with Peter Kay, I will laugh in your face the
1: one which I would go next time we do something, next time we go through this, one which I'm going to go, we need to go because it's camp, but it's wonderful Yeah, is school reunion.
0: I was I was thinking yeah. that one. I do I like we really had, tempted an, tempted an, and and the whole thing
1: with ships, But we we just yeah. there's just so many episodes you have to get through between now and the regener yeah. and 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 Jodie Whittaker's uh, end.
0: Mm-hmm. So you'll we- be happy I put a lot of school reunion into the, the opening oh, montage excellent. for series two. Yeah. So we
1: will be going for Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. We're jumping from Christmas to
0: July. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Excellent. Which will be the last time we say that. So thank you so much for listening to episode, I want to say six. No, five. Five feels right. Episode five of Who Do You Think You Are? Catch us for episode six in two weeks. If you want to follow us on all the, the feeds, it's Best From Ever Pod on Twitter, Best From Ever on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to us on the Apple iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating if you want to tell us that you really like us and, you know, keep the lights on. We have T-shirts as well on our sp- Teespring. Uh, we've got a link tree as well with everything. If you want to give us a couple bucks for a pizza or a coffee, do that as well. And uh, I was about to say, so I guess that we're not announcing for a while, but yeah. Uh, yeah. How do we not have actually this is out in october
1: we got a patreon coming excellent we got a patreon coming i'm making i'm making the announcement like the first episode of october so yeah we, 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 we got a patreon coming so uh keep your ear to the floor for that uh yeah so that should be exciting um oh i was gonna say something now i've lost it why do we not have a who do you think you are shirt yet Ooh, I can work for there that we as are. well. There we yeah. are. So keep in mind that some stuff is property of the British Broadcasting Corporation, <laughs> and we can't just repurpose it. So, yeah, catch us next time when we're going uh we're going to uh doomsday and the army of ghosts, but the other way around.
0: So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. And like we said, we've got a Patreon now with that kind of person. We'll see you next time. Al Zoom. Also, if
1: you're listening, you're welcome for stirring up interest in Doctor Who again. (laughs) Because it's not the Cybermen, it's the Daleks! That was in two minutes. Throw all of your toys into the sandbox and have them fight each other. This is the bitch fight of Canary Wharf.
0: Nah, that shouldn't happen. That doesn't make (laughs) sense. Why are the Daleks there? Is
1: that Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin in the same episode? Oh, we're making fun of it, but jeez, was my i
0: I was crying. I wasn't crying. It really but,
1: hit me. I mean, and the music is perfect, mm. and R- <sighs> Billy Piper is this is the best scene she does in the entirety of her Doctor Who run.